0: west limerick 102
1: the following is the podcast of county views as broadcast on the 15th of july 2020 from nine thirty to 11 p.m on west limerick 102 fm joining Pat O'Donovan and tom ryan michael collins and carmel ryan as this is the podcast of county views the phone lines and text lines are now closed please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be charged county views is brought to you by tynan o'donovan solicitors limerick and newcastle west for all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.
2: You're very welcome to county views on this Wednesday night and the weather is very unpleasant. And you'll be happier in Newcastle, West or Trouff, West Limerick or anywhere indeed, than sitting on the seaside this evening. And I suppose we should say maybe we're honoured indeed this evening. We have the Mayor of Limerick recently elected with us, Councillor Michael Collins of Fianna Michael, you're very welcome. Thank you, you, for joining us. And Tom Ryan can't be given out to you tonight for not coming in previously because you're one of the few that has come in here to us on Wednesday nights. And, of course, I'm also delighted to have Carmel Ryan back after a long period of cocooning. You've got better looking, Carmel. and you. i Everything everything is done now. And I got (laughs) my hair done as well. (laughs) It is amazing what a lock-up does in (laughs) Tommy. And And of course, and the ever reliable Tom Ryan and gentlemen and lady, you're all very, very welcome. And of course, Ireland is a strange place nowadays, and stranger it gets every day by the looks of things. And people were asking me, would you ever read out the poem that Polly sent in recently? the Polly is a very good port, and lots of people come. And I meet a lot of people around uh, my travels throughout West Limerick. And most of our calls usually are from out areas, but I think we have a lot of mature, older people here who mightn't be too fast on the fingers for sending them in the There wouldn't be as sharp. now as our Polly at 92. And county views, this is by Polly, the port. Every Wednesday night after the news, I listen to Mac Radio to a show called County Views. It's a great topical show, and I'll tell you that it's presented by two lovely men, them, Tom and Pat. I listen with interest, that show I won't miss, and of course, as always, I'll send Tom a big kiss. A very clever man, he's the highlight of that show, answering many questions that listeners want to know. I also love the panel... This I have to say when they discuss the topics of the day. And Jason, your producer, he will do his best. It's great to know he's there taking all the texts. West Limerick Radio 102 FM, the station I love best. And to all those shows I will send the texts. So dear Tom and Pat, for you this poem I wrote. I wish you the best of luck from Polly the Port. Very good. A super, super lady indeed for 92. And long may you live, Polly, and long may you keep writing. And Polly, I wouldn't advise you to be in the, flower, the rose garden these days or you'll get a chill and of course we have the minister we have the virus and we have the pension age recommended to move it up to 69 and we have tourists coming in from all over the place and countries where this virus is fairly rampant and we have Americans coming from Texas and all over America of course, they are allowed to roam through this beautiful green isle and uh, people are very concerned about the virus and yet those same people if to travel throughout America the same people from Texas if they visit New York there is very 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 strict regulations on them they have to lock themselves up for 14 days to go from Texas to New York but you can come in here to Ireland and they're going to sign a piece of paper and say I will and off you go it's a little bit like the lunatics running the asylum. I was up around different places today and I met a lot of people and I met a very nice young lady and she said to say hello to herself and her family and her name is Orla from Six Mile Bridge so I hope you're well tuned and you can hear as I said they have a little bit of difficulty but just pull their ears out to make sure they hear it. And I also had to call to some people recently and one particular gentleman I went into quite a few actually but one in particular and i think it's kind of connected to the pubs and the man was absolutely thoughtless to put it mildly with drink absolutely a danger to himself, a place I called to recently during the daytime. And I think with this pub scene locked up, people are drinking a lot more at home. Some of them now, an awful lot of them are drinking at all, indeed. I, I, as a teetotaler, myself and Tom Ryan, indeed. Uh, but I have spoken to people who would be noted for going on the battle fairly often, and many of these tell me they never touched it since the, the lock-up, since the pope's closed, because they would not drink at home. But equally I've come across quite a few, including one, as I said, in the past short while and a danger to himself and a danger to others, indeed, living alone, it would seem, in the house. Will I go to the lady or the mayor? Who is most important? With your respect, Michael Collins, I have respect for the ladies and the Sorry. politicians and the Sorry. mayors as well. So do I. That's it. That's it. So, that's it. Carmel is first to you. What do you want to know, Pat? Am I a secret drinker? The story of your life.
3: The <laughs> story of my life. Well, I don't drink <laughs> and I don't smoke.
2: So that's true <laughs> total. Now, Michael Collins, you're, <laughs> Michael, you're the odd man out tonight, are you? I'm a sociable drinker, yet yeah. very, very
3: sociable. No, you can pick any topic you like there or that lot. Well, do you know, there is a lot of people. I know there's, um, there was mobile pubs going around West Limerick providing drink to people, and it was very popular. Very, very popular. Whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, some people obviously liked it, felt the need of it, but I do think in some cases it encouraged gatherings. Because We, we were very strict about or social gathering, social distancing. Mm. We were extremely strict about it. There was nobody in the house. We didn't go anyplace. Do you know and saying? I
2: think your father-in-law was a long-standing teetotaler,
3: was he? No. Was he, no? No, no, no. A sociable, sociable drinker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And my own father was a fine drinker. He, yeah. loved, his, he loved his pint. <laughs> but you know, it, it is hard for some people. And, like, yeah. it's all very well to say you don't <laughs> drink if you have somebody in the house with you. <clears throat> but if you're living alone... <clears throat>
2: No. And Michael, uh, the, the, the supermarkets didn't have cut prices, of course, to add to the um, situation. Yeah,
4: look, the whole the whole fabric of society regarding drink, the drinking culture has changed. Did
2: I refer to you as mayor? Or
4: should, can I, am I still I'm, allowed to call you Michael? Call me Michael, it's fine. <laughs> or even Mike. The, but the whole fabric of drinking culture um, has changed because of COVID-19. It's so cheap now to drink at home. I think people have realised that that I don't think a lot of them will be in any hurry back to the pubs, unfortunately, because like the pub um, scene in, in rural Ireland is, is very important for rural culture and rural life. And I think the announcement today that the pubs won't open until the 10th of August, I think it was wrong, uh, e- even though I'm all for the safety of patrons and all that, but there seems to be kind of two laws out there, because you have pubs out there that are open, and they're flouting the law. And then you have the ones that are trying to do things right. They've got no guidance from the government, and now they've been p- put back again until the 10th of August. It would and seem,
2: Mike, it's it's another huge blow for rural Ireland. You have the small little pub which didn't sell food, would never sell food, and they're the ones that have been crucified
4: here where the big ones, again, have been allowed. Yeah, the risk is very low, and, um, you know, I frequent my local pub in, in Strand Village, which is only a few miles out the road, and you were very you know, a small number of patrons that go there on a regular basis, and everyone knows each other, and there wouldn't be any difficulty with them social distancing, or if there was an issue that the pub owner would know exactly who they are. Uh, It's a big problem right in the bigger centres, like in the cities, where you have a large movement of people, uh, which is an issue. So I, I think they got it wrong today that they should have allowed them open and police it fairly rigorously. Would have been a great help to... Roller Pops. Tom Ryan, you're very welcome. What do you think of that? <laughs> situation.
0: uh, The situation is very confusing Pat and I have to apologise for my, I'm a bit indistinct tonight because I had a visit to the dentist today that turned out a disaster so I'm I'm lucky to be here at all but first I'd like to congratulate Michael, you know it's a great honour to to be Mayor of Limerick he's a great bloke, he has done a lot of work and he's been a great supporter of the programme with a lot of them, a lot of elected representatives uh, for for both local and national haven't suddenly come near the studio, he's been always there to uh, but I agree with his point and I'd like to wish him well in his uh, his tenure as Mayor it's nice. a very important job and it, at the moment it's it's more important I suppose, than ever because we need leadership we need guidance we need people at the top that are not afraid but to take issues and to Take chances and to say this is where we go. We need leaders, and we've always said that in the programme here. That's what I regret that we have nationally, or that we have locally people that will that will lead us and that will give you know take on issues. The the drink situation. No, I'm a non-drinker. I've always been a non-drinker, and um, you know it's it's not a great place to be. I don't know being a non-drinker. It's, you're isolated. I mean, people are in isolation for the last um, for the past some couple of. Months, I mean, being non drinking in this country, you'll be isolated all your life, you know, to a point, no matter what area you'd be in. Because, and it's a worrying factor now. It's a big issue. Uh, every program you take up, I was listening there recently to there's a man called Michael Geer, I think he's attached to on the one mirror. Wonderful man, great, great ex- man to explain the, the current issues with alcoholism and addictions of all sorts. And uh, the worrying factor now is the home drinking, and Cameron has rightly said you know, they, they are drinking, people are drinking vast amounts of drink at home uh, getting at cheap prices in the supermarkets and in the takeaways, or take-out, whatever you call them and uh, they actually are, are there's a lot of there's a big worry now by the, by the professionals in the, in the health area of the of the damage that's been caused, by think, in particularly with young people, and I said today's, today's decision to postpone the opening of the pubs, now, Michael is is disappointed, I'm not disappointed because I've been listening to, to, to the representatives of the different publicans talking now, and... I can well understand his explanation. It's very clear. Local, small pubs, we've been an advocate of them here always on the programme. But I'm afraid that they're listening to them for the last couple of days saying that they wanted instructions. (coughs) Excuse me. They were waiting for instructions from from the government and from the from the boards. Now that's a lame excuse to me. They've had plenty of time to prepare for for this. But I think that the that the that the events in Cork and in Dublin and in Limerick as well and in certain areas with young people vast amount of drinks being drank or been consumed has been affected in this. And also I'd say the spread of the virus now that tracing you down it's coming down O D the age gap is coming down to young people and it's going to be it's very we're in a very precarious time I think myself and hopefully that hopefully that, that things will steady now and that they will get back to opening because they're needed in localities like more more so now than ever Hi,
4: can, I, can I just add there Sorry, can I just add just add to that that at, at the moment people can move freely to pubs, stroke restaurants, so they're moving further away than where where they normally would be operating or or socialising, and that's creating a bigger risk of spreading the virus as well. Whereas if if the pubs in our rural locations are open, people won't have to travel because they they can stay more rural. And God forbid if there is an outbreak or an issue with COVID, it's much easier then to uh, isolate it because to be localised rather than spread all over the place. And I think that's, that's another bit. So, look, that's, that's far and against, but I, I think they just they got it wrong today because they've left publicans run too long. Uh, they, were, they were left for weeks and weeks thinking they were going to be opening next Monday without any guidance, and then they were put back again.
2: But maybe Carmel, the, the ones that are open, should have been shut down as well.
3: I would think so. In some instances, there are some places that were fairly rigid, and strict enough to it, you know, and keeping to the 105 minutes of it or something mm. and and serving the meals. There's others that aren't serving food. And therefore people are drinking when they haven't drank in a long time. And if there's no food served, they're getting drunk quicker, quicker than they probably even realize. You know, like I was coming from Dublin today and coming onto the toll bridge, each of the lanes had an, an English registered car. Do you know, it was frightening. Like the R number tonight, I think, has gone up to 1.4, between 1.4 and 1.8. That's from right. Yeah.
4: From
3: Like, that's huge. It's absolutely huge. Do you know, like they we're gone back up there waiting for the numbers again. And they're climbing. Do you know, it's, it's a lot in a week. Like, if you had all those numbers <coughs> each evening.
2: I suppose, as Tom Ryan said, that the the, the young people, and it seems to be 40, 50% of young people, Mm -hmm. and we also have heard, uh, there's a lot of unknowns, of course, and the effects it has long-term, we've all kinds of scientists recently saying So the thing is, actually, Tom, it is shocking and frightening, and it kind of reminds us of when we were here in early March,
0: we are kind of at that stage again. Well, Pat, I was listening to the a National Radio and uh, There was a spokeswoman on for for uh, in mental health area of younger people, and she was being quizzed about uh, about the, exactly what we're talking about now, and uh, about the, because it is worrying that that the young people now are being are coming in and they're not seemingly aware of the situation at all, and and uh, that are not the reason they're not aware. I I, I found that this, but well, we've said it actually here on. on a a few occasions recently and it was nice, it was not nice but for the hearers kind of confirmed today, young people now are not li- re- reading any newspapers they're not listening to the radio they're not watching television and they're taking their information from uh, from Facebook and from all these what well, I'm not familiar with, high upper holy, and they're in a different world they're, they're, they're in a different planet really and you know now how do you reach them? You see, this is the point. Is that people now that 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 are wrecking houses at parties, drinking at parties, are drinking like drinking drugs, and you know whatever goes after that, whatever's left and much left after probably that. Six. Huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. Probably well, that wouldn't be. I said it would not be hardly able for that. But anyway, the thing about it is to hear hear this lady today now, kind of explaining this like you know. I mean, I heard the Did you hear it camera? Just, just the end of it. The end of it. It was it was unbelievable. You know. Just this, uh, this national organisation, now she was talking about two kilometres distance. She didn't even know that it was no. two, two meters. Or no, no, she no, said no, two no, kilometres. You it. know, and it, it, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. Like, but he explained exactly that, that these young people that, we, that are the future of our country, that are the, that are future professionals, that are in the universities, and they're all are going to be our civil servants, and they're all highly educated, and they don't even know what's going on in Contour.
3: I, I, ag- I agree with you now and I was listening to some of her things today and I really felt we did very well at home. There was myself, my husband, and my 36-year-old daughter. We were brilliant. We didn't, we socially isolated. We did everything by the book. But my other daughter said to me at the weekend, ma'am, if we were all still at home, she said to be very different, imagine all of us in the house together for five or six weeks and not going out. <laughs> and you know, it is very easy, criticise. And you know, I taught like we are just super, like, we were able to do all this. But, if, Jesus, if they were all at home, like, it would have been chaotic. Mm. Do you know, if you've all these people that are normally away at college or out working, and all of a sudden, yeah. they're back in one house with
0: maybe one bathroom and...
4: Yeah, it's a big cultural you know, shock.
0: It's a, a huge shock. change, like. But, the area that it. we've got to worry about is the awareness, like.
3: Oh, it's the awareness, like. It's, you see, you know. people on Facebook... They think they're experts on medical issues, on government, on politics, on everything. And the abuse that has been on there for the past 10 or 12 days, say towards Barry Cowan was just the names he was called. The names any of the politicians are called on Facebook is disgusting. Do you know, they have families. Do you know, people seem to think that they can use social media anonymously. But it's not like if there's something up about you. Back to
2: this virus, um, Florida and UK and France are making moves to make masks mandatory. And then we have in Florida, they had 2,000 deaths per day a month ago. Now they have 12,000 deaths per day in Florida. 12,000 deaths per day a month ago, they had 2,000. We have Michal Martin also going out to Europe, I think, for a meeting. And what does he do when he comes back and what kind of example is being given to anybody?
4: The thing is a little bit like a wildfire, Michael. Yeah, well, the Taoiseach announced today that they're going to be bringing in, they're looking at the wearing of masks if you're out shopping. That's going to be mandatory now as well, the same as if you're using public transport. So I think they need to move decisively and quickly on these issues because... As the R number that Carmen just mentioned, it's it's increasing, so that means that the spread of the virus is is back increasing again. Uh, thankfully, the debts are low to non-existent these days. But if the R number goes up and the spread increases, we're going to increase in, in debts as well. Uh, just in relation to Hal Martin travelling out, uh, I'm sure he will adhere to the guidelines, Pat. He'll have to, uh, and when he comes back, he'll have to self-isolate. Uh, it's an important meeting. I don't think he's gone for the fun of it. And um, I think he didn't make the decision lightly and it was it has been publicised quite widely and he's done it for the right reasons. We'll go thank you Michael, we'll go to Ned Break, we'll be back to you shortly.
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone O six one. 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views is broadcast on the 15th of July 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm on West Limwick 102FM Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan Michael Collins and Carmel Ryan as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
2: Welcome back, folks, and we have uh, quite a busy-looking night here ahead of us. And you're tuned to Westlink 102 FM. Mm-hmm. If you want to call in, 06966200 or text 087169800. This program is going out live on this Wednesday night from half past nine until eleven o'clock. And as I said, if you want to call in on any topic, it's 06966200 or text 087169800. And Jason Smith is ready, willing, and able to take your messages. Our panel tonight is Carmel Ryan from Askeaton, the mayor of Limerick. Councillor Michael Collins from West Limerick here and Tom Ryan of course the former manager of the Limerick holding team and like all businesses at the present time times can be tough enough and the radio station of course which would normally be getting maybe four or five thousand in Churchgate collections during the the months summer months they have gone by the wayside so that's a huge drop in our income and also we have been barred from taking advertising outside our franchise area which is quite a small area here in West Limerick, even though we have many listeners I know in Clare and Kerry and Tipperary and places. So I enjoyed the music, enjoyed the programmes, but alas, we're confined here in West Limerick. So I thank the people who have bought those 50-50 tickets, and we would hope you would maybe put an extra 2 or 3 or 4 euros into the box when you're buying them the next time. And you can buy those at Anne Lyons' Shop in Abbey field Cocklands and Castle Mahon, Maloney's Quick Pick in Broadford, Beanies of Drum Collarhurst Street in St. Mary's Road to Castle West Park, of Auctioneers Office, North Quay, West Limick Office here itself, Norma's Hair Salon, Newcastle West Keating's Shop in Rahina, Alice Hair Salon, Castle Ma- and Fjohan, G.A. at Fringe Hair and Beauty here in Newcastle West, Special Occasions and baby wear Gifts, Newcastle West Adams Garage Shop in Glen, McNamara Shop in Glen and Hogan Shop, in Glenn And Carmel, as seems to be missing out of that list. So, again, our thanks to everybody for your support on that. Now, back to the text machine. Uh, hello, Pat. I send this text from the high rolling hills of row and Carol Conlis. Can the panel please give their view on the sacking of Barry Cowan as Minister of Agriculture? For Agriculture, write Taoiseach Michal Martin. Also, does the panel feel that the Taoiseach's judgment was poor from Mark Tierney and Carol Connolly? Hello, Pat and panel. Can the panel please discuss the appointment of Dara Kaliri to the Minister of Agriculture? Should Dara have accepted this role as he was passed over on day one from Pat Hayes and Adair? Hello, Pat. Great to hear Carmel Michael and Carmel Annaire. Great to hear Michael and Carmel on air, and can, uh, is the panel going to discuss the legend of Jack Charlton? I suppose you won't, because, because, why so, because, I suppose you won't as you are solely holding fanatic programme. I'm willing really able to discuss Jack Charlton. <laughs> From Mike in Kilmallock and great to hear Carmen back in the program a lady who always speaks common sense and brings balance to the panel red key listener michael quilty wants discussion to move on to some other subject than covid the 19, the political situation, if possible, I thought Michael Quilty and company that he was sick and tired of hearing about politics, 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 (coughs) they uh, they tell us here, so have you ever shut up about the politicians, leave the politicians alone, don't be criticizing them, so we decided tonight we wouldn't mention the political parties at all, we just stick to other topics, so, is Jack Charlton next? I think we'll we have to go to this. Uh, <coughs> we'll go to the top one again. Can the panel give their view on the sacking of Barry Cowan as Minister of Agriculture by Taoiseach Michal Martin? Also, does the panel feel the Taoiseach judgment was poor? So I'm starting with the lady and I'm going around that time or time. So, Carmel, you have.
3: I feel he made a mistake four years ago. He paid the price for his mistake. It sh- he should have told Michal Martin, I think, before his election, before he was announced to be a minister. Um, but I do feel he was bullied by the very same people who would criticise anyone else for bullying. I-, I felt for his family. Joe, all week long, I felt for his family. Um, whatever is in the, the Pulse report, we all have a right to clear our name. And my opinion, of course, is that his, his solicitor obviously gave him instructions not to speak publicly about it, which he, he took his solicitor's advice. If he, if he spoke publicly about it, it would ruin his case. And if there is someone, some little weasel, let it be from any walk of life, that has got into, the, into private documents and given to the newspaper, I think they should be caught Now, I think Meon Martin couldn't have done much more, and I'm not in the least bit political about any party, but I don't think he could have done much more. He stood by him as long as he could, and when it became untenable, he had to let him go. Maybe it would have been better if he resigned. But... I do but, feel sorry for his family. Carmel, would you not think
2: that it was nice for a change that a minister had the spunk and guts well, yeah. to say, I won't resign, this. I believe I was right, and you have this whole thing, they resigned resign for the good of
0: the party. See, or the, I, I
3: suppose, uh, I suppose uh, the, the, the whole political scene is so shaky at the moment. You know, you people calling for this and calling for that and calling for the other. Like, hands up anyone who never in their life made a mistake. And he owned up to his mistake, he served his time. Like, is it always going so to So, why to was point? he sacked, so do you think? Well, he was sacked, I think, because he refused to speak further on it. But and couldn't the Taoiseach
2: have said to him, I suspend you while this thing's been investigated and I, do, I don't
3: think Mary Lou would have accepted that, would you?
2: But Mary Lou has no choice, she has only advice, but oh, she will has you no stop for say. God's
3: sake, everything that goes on, she's there, kind of. Um,
2: but she's there without the power to do anything. Well,
3: she is, but I think... And now, listen to it again today on the radio. There is so many other things going on in the country. It did need to move on. There was 10 days of a very a very crucial time in the government formation. There was 10 days, like, with nothing on it. Only Michael?
4: Well, first of all, Barry Cohn is a man of immense ability. And it's sad to see a man of immense ability... Fall in his own sword, I suppose, so to speak. Um, yes, he did wrong. He did wrong in driving under the influence of alcohol on a provisional license. So he hit two wrongs. But we have to put this in perspective as well, because the the driving laws back then were different to uh, when they are today. And I saw a lot of public comment again on Facebook and witch hunts uh, about him driving on a provisional license. But that was acceptable back then. It's not acceptable, obviously, because you have to go through the learner permit and the, the usual rigmarole that young people have to go through when they're learning how to drive. Um, but he did, he did pay his price. He he was marginally over the limit, and he was over the limit based on driving on a provisional licence. Uh, he paid his fine, and he did his three months off the road. And somebody decided, when he was elevated to high office, uh, to try and out him and try and out and cause trouble in the in the government, current government so on a personal level i feel sorry for him but Michal martin had to be decisive i suppose as well it uh, was too much controversy going on over too length of a time uh, when there are much more important issues to be dealt with in the country namely COVID, brexit housing crisis financial burden and all that so i think Michal martin had to move move quickly uh, and to remove him from office, unfortunately.
0: Tom? Yeah, well, I was. We spoke about this last week, my um, pet, and, Pat and uh, I felt um, that he should have appointed him in the first place, you know, that this should have been in the domain of, of the leader of um, Fianna Fáil at the time. I mean, Barry Cowan, like, um, you know, was a, an important figure in Fianna Fáil you know I mean, he was he was a great man but these presidents they're well paid and you know this is this is the situation on the public to me and the public eye and uh, the opposition are there this is making for the opposition for Mary Lou who, who you know was a machine today now when when you hear them like added, like you'd have to you know you'd have to bite your lip at times you know to see what they were at the week before above in Belfast with, with, with Bobby Story and company and uh, the actual record that he had. So, I mean, as Michael and Cameron have already said, he was suspended, he paid his fine. And the, you know, the, in actual fact, it was very, very stupid. He admitted that and he apologised. But you see, the, the, the whole situation was that that this the release of the information. I mean, here privacy is information that should be a TD, whatever it would be. You're entitled to your you're entitled to your privacy. And this was this really was, you know, a, a nasty bit of work by the media. Number one, I heard Financien last night now talking about. Uh, in our team, was disgrace. Actually, he sat back there, with, you know, with a bold face, and him like, and you know, you think that he was that he never had had done anything in his life. You know, this, this is this is, is okay. I can't drunk drunken driving. He wasn't drunk, actually. He was just slightly off the limit. But driving with drinking he was always is always considered uh, like wrong. And but. Is the the actual underlying to this is the warning factor, like the, the release of the information, the drip feed situation that the media went down with and I didn't hear me uh, financially unless I've been asked where the where was the source of his information. He was he just there uh, smirking, sitting in the chair, and when the, when given give the latest thought, there'll be more out tomorrow and all this kind of thing. And as, as Cameron might have rightly said, there are huge issues in the country. Martin had very this choice you know but uh, no one knows what's popping down between himself and I mean, Barry Cown, you know there didn't be I mean he, there's serious discussions and the issue of the country he had more to be doing now than than be pushing footing around this this had to be he had to be nipped in the boat. He had to make the decision. And I think that he made the right decision and he has a good appointment made as well. Because, I mean, it is a senior appointment. There's no doubt about that. Minister for Agriculture is very important. And this thing was, was, was going to run and run and run. It was actually, it was really into the bar, into the barrow of the opposition. And they were going to, with all the problems in the country, they were going to make here of this.
2: Right, that well, some people said the first time that Michal Martin appointed the cabinet, that, that there wasn't any real suitable minister from Limerick up to Mayo, up to Donegal, of the quality and the standard of the ability for a minister. At the time it was said by people, and also it was said that... It wasn't really a huge loss anywhere if they didn't have a minister in their constituency area. And I think somebody told me this evening that they have Dublin again now has got three ministers in one particular patch. And we have, that he he said about Dara Haleary, that he was the ideal man for Chief Whip, and he was excellent man. So he obviously changed his mind about him, but the ideal man for Chief Whip. And he also has thought now that he's good enough to appoint him as a minister, even though he wasn't good enough a month ago. Would would you
3: not look at that from the other way now? that it isn't everybody would step up to the mark. Somebody else would sulk and say, if you didn't take me first day, I'm not going now. Do you know, like...
0: At, at 150,000, yeah, you year? not you
3: Depending on how it an offer, camera. I think they'll
4: be sharing them out there tonight. <laughs> but, so, sorry they
0: smoke out. Know, <laughs> like, what... what? Camel, you were, too, you were too long in lockdown, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but,
3: do you know, like, there, there has to be someone to take it. And I'll admire anyone who'll go in there ah, well, now. There's
4: a good man going in there now. After, there
3: after the hounding. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the, the real... going on. The, yeah.
4: the real difficulty for Hall Martin was that, he, the, and the same with Leo Vracker, and the same with, with the Greens, they would only a small number of, of people that they could That's put in, into high office. So... You're damned if you do and you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't. Yeah. You have give uh, people a chance. Yeah, it was nice to bring in some new people. Uh, they, they, he brought in Norma Foley, which was a big surprise, but she's a woman of huge ability. And uh, I think she'll do well in that portfolio. Yeah. So you have to blood new people as well. You
3: do.
0: You do? Well, he had an impossible test with, with small numbers, you know. You know with, he had only really small vacancies to fill in. You know, he had to do his best and, you know, everybody, everybody couldn't say <laughs> simple as that Donald matter. was
3: giving it myself you saw it was go head to head in the GA over gender quotas. Donald well, was mad for gender quotas. Yeah. I was totally against him. I always felt if you get the job, you get it on your merits.
4: Yes, I You don't
3: so. get it whether you're male, female, or gender neutral. You get the job, and you prove yourself that you're, you're able to do it. It doesn't matter what you are. This thing about her pointing so many women to the front. Bit, Ca- so
2: Carmel, here Carmel. That's why the lady, uh, the red right key listener, wrote great to hear Carmel back in the programme. A lady who always speaks common sense and brings balance to the panel. So you'd want to get on to higher stations than us <laughs> to get that message across. Because I agree with you 100%. It is a load of bunkum. People should be appointed on their ability
0: and their suitability. Yes. Not because of their sexual orientation. That's See, You can you can you know they have There is it, women's it, groups it, as well isn't it well, pushing that? look everybody has a, has a right to have a voice and you know but you see you can uh, I agree with Kamala 100% I've always said everyone's like,
3: entitled to have voice Tom you know, yeah. nobody's entitled to yeah. go above
0: to I, get a I step w- up just I've been totally against a quota system a gender system anyway I was I was spoke against it you know and uh, ability comes first you know and uh, then the situation about how many the parties want proper women can it's pushed a lot of women in Kansas do to go anyway you should be fair about it <laughs> uh, you, you know it is do a court yeah.
3: more allowances for a woman but then, if you, you,
0: you say that if you say that then you're you're wrong as well you're wrong no, as well you see is, and, and this is a, you see, so like I mean we only listen to to the actual some of the arguments that are coming from the Greens at the moment now and that, you know these are the fellow more whatever as well but other than that, like I mean, I think I think that Michael uh, Martin has made a, a, a reasonable job of the change now. He's, I mean, uh, Fleming is a good man now. He's he'd be a good man. He's a huge experience now. I mean, uh, very very fair. In, you know, highly highly experienced in that area. Like, he will be very good now. Like it's great
3: to see yeah. it kind of spread to different areas. Yeah. Like every county in Ireland
0: wasn't going to get a minister. But he had to. But he had, you see, and the other factories, I, I love. I with Robin Media Now they about The West of Ireland And all this actually, I, didn't think,
2: I didn't think Would identify that
0: Yeah. One. No but uh, I, I didn't care If the, if the argument From one parish If there was good enough To be asked about it That's you fair, know, that's I fair mean, And, and I, always, I always say that Like you know This this nonsense Like about a minister Minister in a cabinet Is like a, a, a member Of a board Board of management In a company But, it, but in a cabinet You're a minister in, You're a board member For Ireland yes. You know For the whole of Ireland yes. And you see, we allowed ourselves to be to dwell on parish pump politics and the local issues. You see, the local person, and the local manager we, we said like, even here in Westbury, like you know, we oh, if you have oh, if you have a local minister, he'll bring this and he'll bring that. Well, we've had some very prominent local ministers in over the years, and I didn't see him bring anything under that to Westbury. And one man, like he promised, facts three times, but he never came. You know, we discussed that here last week. So this nonsense, you see. You want, we need, as I said earlier we need leaders, we need national leaders, they're highly paid, we want the best people in the best places, and we want them now, more so than ever. And they have
3: fair to represent us on the world stage. Of course.
4: I, I'm glad that you raised about Artec, because in my recent Dáil campaign, um, I raised it fairly publicly, and I was lambasted fairly publicly uh, for having incorrect information, and I was told that it would be delivered by March. This is July, and we still don't have Arctic. Now, he may blame COVID, or they may blame COVID but what will they blame next week or next month or in six months when our textile isn't operating here? Yeah. It's maybe. an absolute it's disgrace. Point, yeah. uh,
2: d- d- gentlemen, in the course of my travelling today, I was in Galway. Was is that a place that's today, have you? I was, I was. I, sincerely, Maury. you a mileage
0: <laughs> or something, are
2: you? No, I don't get mileage expenses, but I, I, I was just barely in before you tonight, so I'm not too well-tuned. Yeah, but I, we I, but you can pipe, we're going to your a what, car. What, what reminded me of, of, of the make the commentary, really, was, in Ennis the beautiful flowers I was going to say that I would say about the county councillors now and whatever to that, take that Newcastle West Red Quay our little doll, shall we say, yes. in to have on the roadside flowers, Wild red, no, no, the that or no. put in, and then down near the post office to have four-story round pots and another one above that again, four stories high, plant pots with flowers hanging off them, mm. absolutely beautiful. Different parts of town, you might have a big pile of yellow flowers on one side, pink, one, another one, blues on the other part. I believe the county council should go. It wouldn't cost a huge pile. It would brighten up our towns and villages considerably. But No, Pat, I'd have to disagree with you on that. Let me finish, Michael, sorry. And, and I'm looking at the Irish examiner here. The decisions that politicians and county councils have made over the years. They've made a lot of good ones, obviously, I hope, from that period of time, but they've made a lot of the bad ones. We had some fine buildings that were demolished. We have Church of Ireland and different churches demolished. We had fine old old landlords houses the roofs taken off, off them because they couldn't afford to pay the rates and here in the examiner in front of me the back page repl- replica to be built of a mausoleum blown up in 1958 a photo of mu- muslim county cap, which was dynamite by the council more than 60 years ago to use the stone for road building a beautiful Building in its time, and obviously a tourist attraction if it had been left there, one of many, and now they're doing a the replica many years thereafter. Some lacking of foresight, quite a lot in what we have done over the years. We the a Church of Ireland down here in Newcastle West, Michael and all we have now is a, a base and nothing else. Buildings could be a, a lot of bad decisions made. Packers,
4: you want to come and in there, yeah? I. I I, I don't want to be, um, well, I'm not agreeing with your criticism of, of the, the flower situation because think of all the community groups we have all over the country, right? And they're I'm, doing I'm a wonderful thinking, job, yes. I'm, I'm thinking specifically about Newcastle West. Yeah. And last Sunday morning, I see local volunteers, uh, part of the Tidy Towns Committee here in Newcastle West, painting lampposts in the square. So they're doing tremendous work, and they're being supported by the council as well. I won't disagree with you either, Michael, but I I, I look at the the
2: courthouse or the county council building in Ratkeel, and there's a seat outside and it it looked like something that wasn't painted in 20 years, and and the timbers were literally, you wouldn't want to sit in it either. But the point I was trying to make you about the council, I know the local voluntary people do a wonderful job, Glen, Etay, those places, and of course Newcastle West, but I'm saying from a county council point of view that monies should be made available even if you yeah, give a thousand or two to each town but, but Pat, and, and mon- then plant more Pat, flowers. Money is,
4: but money is made available. The, the council don't have the physical resources to go out and do these plantations that you're talking about. We're, we're very lucky and blessed to have community, active community yeah. volunteers that do the work. We don't have them in every parish. But, but I believe more
2: parties? money should be made available to the count, by the county council to give maybe two well, or three well, yeah, I, I for I agree. Flowers and uh, have you been to Innes You have, I quite assume. I, I, you're not, I, I, And is you couldn't? There, down there, you so, couldn't. But notice Really, the, the amount of floral all over the place. You
0: know. Well, um, well I know just, just I, I know his brother. I, I know him well. I remember Richard Penora, and he's a of and, and, uh, and a brilliant, outstanding musician he is, yeah, as is Michael composer, himself. Composer, yeah. composer. I mean, his his, his composition there of, of the recent um, at my home that has to be one of the best I think ever recorded and I can talk about composers all over the world but that's wonderful work um, and Tim was instrumental in that and also I'd, I'd like to just as we have a shared list I mean the had a, a reason said last like when one of the leading singers died mean, there Weeks ago, he was a wonderful man who I knew as well. So, Kerry Lynch, Jerry Lynch, uh, Lynch yeah, and of course, yeah, he was famous for Christmas 1950. He, he was 15, and mm-hmm. uh, and his brother, who was the, the lizard, you know, mm-hmm. me, Sorry, yeah. John Lynch, you know, and uh, they're wonderful people, they're wonderful, they, they actually are one of the best, I suppose, exponents of music in the world, in my book. But in saying that, I just I, I would like to add what you said there, Pat, and uh, and hope that um might being from being from the hat and the rural areas we said the hat of West Limit coaches, the heart the rural island, that we would uh, Spend and and like help out the, the different tidy town committees that are in every village on the country to give a bit of life. We need life now. We need to input into these areas where our, our shops are gone, our several stations are gone, our pubs are gone, our barracks are gone, and our, our, our guard stations, rather, not our barracks, but our stations are gone, and our churches are under threat. So we need to. to to fight back. And I would hope here tonight that I would that Michael would would really go and, you know, get that get Come have a fight back. People will support them. There are wonderful community groups out there. There's no doubt about that. They're in every village, the small town and big town in all over the places that people painting in there on a Sunday morning. They're wonderful people. But they need support you see. You need encouragement. And you also need funds. And as you see, praise can't be cashed anywhere like... I see. would have taught any of Michael, I said, the point
2: I'm really making is that if two or 3,000 was given to every well, active group where they have a tidy town, which is voluntarily Labour the people doing a wonderful job, and you,
4: the colour, the colour, the colour. Yes, is, it's important. Is stunning. Pat, can I, can the I just comment there? On um, I agree with you in relation to the fine buildings that we lost in the past. Um, we, I can name several of them all over this district, in, in particular, and in this town. Uh, but we have a change of attitude now in the council. In the council, thankfully, um, the recent purchase of the. Okay. Building in uh, in Arda, the old railway station. Uh, like that's a super, super uh, asset to have in the council. And with the development of the Greenway where it's going to attract tourism, uh, that's going to add a lot to West Limerick, it's going to add a lot to Arda. And then the rural funding for to go after direction in the likes of Arda and our villages as well is is another welcome step. So that took a sea change within management and luckily we have good people, younger people in there now, who have the vision you know, to buy these properties uh, for, for the greater good. And we're facing a newly directed, directly elected mayor next year, which is going to come in. And that's going to devolve a lot of new responsibilities to Limerick.
2: The railway building in the Bowne, is that? Up or down, that's
4: been purchased as well. it's it still that, half there, it is. Yes, that's that's going through
2: as well. The ruins of that, I assume,
4: is all Yes, theft, yeah. but it's again, it's a lovely old building, it's got it's a stone building, fa- fantastic fine. character. Yeah. And again, it's the right thing to do because it's on the greenway. Um, I've been to the Mayo Greenway, I've been to the Dungarvan the Waterford Greenway uh, there are different offerings but we have something very unique here in West Limerick back into North Kerry uh, where we've fantastic scenery we've lovely villages we've lovely yeah. history and, and so that can be developed we can have our own unique but Greenway but again Michael Limerick. it was voluntary people like Pat
2: Condon Liam Mahoney and many others they're a small little group like ourselves in Nogfearn only a small group and, and over 25 years they had a hard battle
4: literally all on so their I, own I have Praised them yeah. time and time again. They mm-hmm. took up the mantle when nobody else would. They took up the mantle when they had no political support. There were councillors that didn't support them back then. It would have been lost. It would, it would have been lost the only would for have them. have taken all yeah. the lands along but, the way, but, which but, they did in places where they had a battle. So yeah. we, we're lucky that they yeah. took up the mantle. But we're also very lucky that the present council and previous councillors in the past uh, number of councils that I've been part of have also seen division including myself to to see that there's a good offering there and I'm saying that Pat as well and and Michael you know
0: isn't it it, it, what should the, the people should be involved in supporting these issues as well in these local, local shops and local businesses. So that's, we have to come back to that, like, yeah, if yeah. we don't, I mean, we're, we're It
2: would be remiss of me, forever. it would be remiss of me, and I'm sure my small little band of followers in Nakfirna would be critical of me if I didn't point out that we have actually, 150 acres in five miles of old famine road was opened, many famine houses built from a far scheme of 25 years ago, and we've got absolutely no support whatsoever. We have no toilet facilities, we have no running water. There's 20, 30, 40, 50 cars there now on, on, on mm. days walking the hill and Limerick County Council and the politicians have literally ignored we got a, a thousand or two here and there. Yes. And I also admit we got 10,000 some years ago. A, 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 a scheme for a, clearing
4: the old trackways. That's all we've got, but we've got nothing in years. And, and well, Pat, I i've I've taken an interest in that, as you know, because I met you uh was it back in January, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, so that's something that I'm going to take up. We spent 12,000
2: recently on a famine wall. Have you seen that yet, Tom? No. No, no, 12,000 on a wall alone, which is the plaques going back with the populations in the hill because the 1,200 people lived there during the famine. Now there's nobody in the same area where there was once 1,200, and we restored 12 of the famine cabins. And again, back in the 1930s, the old people around the area told me that the council their wisdom at the time and they were buying stones for the road similar to the one in Kerry strangely enough there which was council policy it would seem at the time and the local people in Ballangary with their horse and carts went up to the Hill and where you had 120 houses one time they pulled in beside them Tom and they loaded the stones onto the horse and cart down sell them to the council and demolished which was a big famine village and all that was left was the small ruins which for the past 30 years a small group of old age pensioners including myself
4: have restored 10 or 12 of them so a lot again, I, little, I think yeah. I think is a very unique offering and it could be a huge it's huge yeah, huge yeah. tourist potential uh, you know again as part of the Greenway uh, yeah yeah that people could just
2: business. before I move away from it, we've had Australian television, we had Canadian television, we had German television, and we had Simon Reeve, of course, in his tours of Ireland, uh, the world, actually. But alas, we never had RT. Now, it's ad time. It'll go to an ad break. We'll be back to you shortly.
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, is broadcast on the 15th of July, 2020, from 9.30 to 11pm on West Lindwick 102 FM. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Michael Collins and Carmel Ryan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
2: Welcome back, folks, and uh, Jason came in there to tell me, wake up, that this text machine screen in front of me has gone mad, he said, gone mad with messages, Mm -hmm. and I did so many now, Leo Duggan asked the panel what do they think of the statement read by Donald Trump yesterday warning the Chinese about human rights in Hong Kong and he threatened to put sanctions on them. He has double standards when it comes to human rights. He went to Israel and recognised Jerusalem as the capital when they already had the capital in Tel Aviv. He backs up the Israel government. They have a legitimate right to put settlements uh, and uh, put settlements in the Grand grand Land in 1967 and and the West Bank and have moved the Arab people three times. They have come in with bulldozers. So as as far as I'm concerned, the supermarket in Newcastle West was selling carrots in grown in kibbutz in Israel and I believe the Irish people who buy those products from Israel are buying bomb and bullets with the money from Israel products purchased in Newcastle Western Ireland Mr. Trump stands by and lets this happen Leo I was very nervous there because I haven't read it in advance but you, 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 thanks Leo you were quite within the lines there well Pat and Tom great to hear you again on this Wednesday night with my favorite show and thanks Pat for reading my poem. Thanks, Polly, for tuning in spot on at half nine. And congrats to our mayor, Michael Collins. A great, and great that he's there with you. And of course Carmel, so nice to hear her again. So with my fine mug of hot tea and a clair bun, and and listen to my lovely Tom, sure I couldn't go wrong. And no fun, no sun for my lovely Rose Garden. Well, Polly, you sound like a lady that would have a little bit of fun in the sun. <laughs> 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 and back again to the screen. West Limerick 102. Today's decision to fair general opening of public houses is, is illogical and inexplicable. Such authoritarianism e- will lead to less people heeding directives from Nippet, from Kiran McCourton. <sighs> And hi, Pat, why hasn't Michal Martin or other politicians raised questions regarding the question of animal cruelty case after a present minister is reported to have dropped a threatening blackmail letter into the Department of Agriculture Affairs information being released that was of public interest? Christy Kelly. Hi, Pat, it is obvious that Leo has the upper hand in government. Thomas Borden has been named as the person who leaked to the media and the person claims he is prepared to stand over this claim. Well I suppose that's uh, only an opinion uh, I assume on that one so there's not mm, definite any of that so we can't say that is such whatever about ex Minister Barry what about uh, supporter uh, Minister of Children Roderick O'Garman and saying children of sixteen should be allowed to change their gender without their parents' consent. How could a child of 16 know what they want? We all wanted to be different things at that age, but as we matured, we thought differently. Minister for Children, Rodrigo Gorman, has to go too. His issues are far more serious. I can't see this government lasting at all. Anna, Anna, you didn't tell us where you were from, Anna, if you are Anna at all. Hello, Pat. Can Mayor Michael Collins explain how the new click-and-collect zones will operate from Limerick. What does that mean? Michael Collins. Can Michael Collins explain how the click-and-collect zones will operate from Limerick? Councillor Michael Collins explained the position of rates from Limerick City and County Council for the new outdoor seating and table arrangements for restaurants and cafes on the streets of Limerick from Breeder Rhine in Abbey Field. Hello, Pat. Great to hear Michael and Carmen on there. Congratulations to Michael on his election. Uh, we're back to the beginning again, I think, and that's one. Uh, and, and Maybe there wasn't in twice, I would think. Uh, there will be many people in the animal rights movements within the Green Party who will be glad to see Barry Cowan gone because of his involvement in Greyhounds. Mike Barrett. Hi, Pat. Wait until the next election and there will be plenty of money given out again to local groups from taxpayer-funded councillor slush funds which comes to the fore for their promotion. John in Newcastle West. Now, have got plenty of food for in all that. Michael, you had a few questions there for you. The click and and collect. collect.
4: Click and collect, I'm not sure what the
2: the listener's on about. Click and collect zones will operate from Limerick. Also can Michael explain the position of rates. I, I can deal with the, the rates account. one. For the new outdoor seating and table arrangements for
4: restaurants and cafes
2: on the streets of Limerick. So Abbey
4: Field? So Breedy really, the current situation is that you have to have a license to have seating in the street. Uh, if you have that license and it's due for renewal, you don't have to renew it currently. Um, I've look, spoken to management to see could they ease restrictions in relation to trying to get businesses you know, to put seating in the street, if it's safe to do so. Uh, You've an insurance issued in, of course, if anyone falls over it. Um, but with this new mobility plan for Limerick, again, I've asked management to look at the towns of Camaroc, Newcastle West, Ratkeel and Abbeyfield, I specifically homing in on the, the county towns uh, to see can they do anything to make outdoor amenities within the streets. One one area I'm looking at is the Newcastle West town centre in the square, where they might put in additional seating, so if people want to get a cup of coffee or get a lunch, that they can walk to the centre of the town, uh, sit down and have their, their meal. That's one issue. There are a few seats there. There are, seats there, there are but more would be much more pleasant. Uh, they're looking at these things called parklets in the city where they're building out from the footpath out onto the roadway where it's safe to do so and creating those amenity spaces as well. So again, I'm looking at Newcastle West, Abbeyfield, Rackkeel and Kemalach to see can they put in parklets in these towns safely to let people sit on the street when it's safe to do so.
0: Michael, uh, all that is all, all you know, like... As man said if you intend, there'll be no upstairs up there, sort the of bill. Uh, I would uh, ask you to to uh, consider the policy of the parking and the parking wardens wardens in the cities and in the towns. You know, I mean, like surely now we we realise the damage that's been done by people. This, don't want to go into the city centre anymore. The city centre is—they have made it, all the plans are there—and they're making it a traffic-free zone and all this. That's right. You see, and the when you you can't actually get into limited waiting because you used to over your car, you you have to go away and see, if you get a parking ticket. Mm. Again, you get one, you have probably a parking ticket, uh, a parking fine on, on your window for eighty euros. So, like, I mean, I think myself that it, that's the money making element number one, and it's something that should be definitely definitely looked at. I mean, we're talking about it for ages and ages, but people that are shoppers that want to go in and shop in the City. You know, have huge repairs there in, in shops and in, in every, you're know, trying to make, trying to s- survive. And I think that instead of encouraging them, like you were saying there, no, we should have all sorts of furniture and all sorts of amenities But if people can't go in there, we can have all that, that's, that's, that's no good, you know. So I think that the traffic laws and the parking laws should be definitely looked at in all those small towns and in the city as well. But again, just, just today we'll go, we go to
2: Carmel now you. in a minute. Uh, but, but again, in Innes, I was in Gort also. Uh, I was doing a tour, Tom. But tra- you move back in? Traffic, traffic, traffic,
0: traffic, traffic, traffic
2: yeah. wardens up and down everywhere you go, you know. Yeah. And they're the frightened the life of people. And it, it struck me that basically I think, Michael, as you know, I was involved in pickets and strikes here. in you know, Newcastle when they came in and you, you go to your car, go to shop and you had a ticket come out. And, and I, I, I honestly believe, I think, that there should be two hours free parking in every town and city. And after that, a good stiff fine so that people could go in and do a bit of shopping and move on without having to, the fear of you, you go into a town and you see this parking thing, then you got to go hassling around to get a ticket mm. and then you're watching your watch, and, watch. Yeah. and
3: the bloody towns are f- f- dying in their feet, Carmen, sorry. Yeah, for. I, I would, um, I fully agree with you, like, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time I was in Limerick City on a Saturday but when I was there I loved it, I loved the whole feel of it but I'd never think of going in. You go back to your car, it could be €12, Euro, like, for parking. Joe, you go back, to say, you're parking to the stores, car park or whatever, and we'd be looking for wheelchair parking if we were going in. So that's another story again. Yeah. But you go back, like, and you pay out this money. You know, you might have a cup of coffee while you're inside. You could spend €30 Euro between the two or three cups of coffee and the parking. Yeah. Do you know, people can't can't do that, like. Yeah. Do you know, and see... People put their par- their wheelchair parking space especially, and they think they're great. But they don't realise that most wheelchair-adapted cars are bigger than the normal car. You know, and you c- it can be very hard to either get out the wheelchair, or get out of the parking space, or get into the parking space even at times.
2: Or to unload the wheelchair, unload obviously, at the back of it. You know,
3: people think because it's there. <coughs> That you can use it, but you can't check.
2: Like. Just get out
3: a car
0: there rather than. Uh...
3: Like the doors of a car adapted for someone in a wheelchair,
0: and sliding doors. The doors are much wider. But it's a complete no. contradiction, actually, isn't it? You know, and Michael. You know, I mean, you know, we want to encourage people to use yes. this, use the towns, use the cities, and use, in particularly, Limic City, You know, I mean, and go in and spend their money. But they're not. They've been they been restricted from going in there because of the fear of being of being, you know, have, having to pay a fine of eighty euros. And, you know.
4: Well, look, it's it's been, always been my view when it comes to traffic wardens and the traffic wardens that we've had. You know, are doing their job. Maybe sometimes too efficiently. I think that's what you're getting at. Pat. The, the, I,
3: too I, too efficiently. I they, are,
4: they are actually doing. Uh, and job. and I, I've had this discussion in recent times. That's a common sense. Yeah. I, I've had this discussion in recent times again with management that, in the current climate, that the traffic warden should be trying to keep traffic moving rather than penalising. Uh, okay, two areas: parking in the loading bay and parking in a disability spot is a complete no-no. You know, it's it's not on.
3: Oh yes, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So yeah. I, I wouldn't. I was encouraged. Double parking, even Our Our double, double parking, yeah. It. But but like we ha- we're looking after. We have one or three parking in the county towns. Uh, Thanks, I, Tom. Maybe maybe that should go to two Pat. Thanks, Tom. Mr. O'Donovan Sir O'Donovan
2: Esquire. And a picket inside in the council for a few days, and a picket below here as well. Tom, we had pickets, pickets, pickets to but get the that. the
0: but that, To get that, you that's know. That's a contradiction you see of of of, of what we need to yeah. do to to get back and to revitalize these places yeah. and these towns and support the the the, I mean the firms that have the other paying high rates, <coughs> paying wages, and you know. The, but it's again, it's the people that have to do
4: this. Like, I mean, that. Yeah, but. You know, we also have to talk about the people that float the laws and don't respect parking. You know, there are people that will park anywhere. They'll park on it top of your head if they get away with it. And so as, as well, it's it's a two. It has to be a two-way thing. You know, people have to respect the laws that are there as well and, Mike, and respect uh, other Mike,
2: people. Uh, I, I got onto a lot of the councillors and TDs at the time. There were two buildings below there in Maiden Street near myself, and we have probably two acres of a field behind Maiden Street on the to park side, with a footpath running through. Most of it, and that isn't literal. that just be a playground for the young children in Sumter Park. But mm-hmm. there are very few young children, so it's really only for the local horse owners nowadays with horses. And I made a move, and I was chairing the business association at that time for the county council to buy a house or two. Knocked, and you would have a roadway up onto that particular waste ground for car parks for the likes of all the people, the people walking the yes. town. It would have made the place. And I'll t- go t- into my grave regretting that it was never done. So the foresight of the, of those people like, is very much lacking. you go got Pat, Kilkenny, Tipperary, in different places, Dunmail. They have little and little things onto car parks at the back,
4: using the ground off back streets. Pat, I, I agree with you, and, and I in the council back then and I think I, I actually joined some of the pickets that you were in, involved in am, yeah. uh, at the time but and I'm not defending the council but we're going through a very important plan in Newcastle West currently it's it's the traffic uh, plan for Newcastle West and we've had three public consultations so people can come in like issues you have they were very badly attended and it was widely advertised, and people don't complain. Maybe un- un- the, maybe until, maybe until the maybe, maybe they should know. I didn't know about it myself. Okay, it but maybe know. we can
2: devote some time at another stage to something like that. But it is twenty-two uh, eleven. We must go to an ad break. And just before I go, Jason keeps telling me, "Would you ever tell him that this program is available on all podcast platforms?" So this program for listeners is available on all podcast platforms. And today's tonight's program, of course, will be broadcast tomorrow evening. 7 o'clock until half past 8 and it is on, on again uh, on, on all podcast platforms. So over to Jason for an ad break and we'll be back to you shortly and of course you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. My name is Pat O'Donovan and our guest tonight is Carmen Ryan from Esquiten, Mayor of Limerick, Michael Councillor Michael Collins from Newcastle West and Tom Ryan, he was never Mayor of Limerick but he, he some would say he should have been actually and Tom Ryan of course the father Manager of the Limerick Holding Team. And we'll go now to Jason. As I said, also, if you want to ring in or phone in, we're alive until the next 20 minutes at 06966200 and takes
1: 087 County Views is brought to you by tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views is broadcast on the 15th of July 2020 from 9.30 to 11pm on West Limwick 102FM Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan Michael Collins and Carmel Ryan as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be charged. This is County Views. We are live on a Wednesday evening. Please call 069 66 or 087 166 9800 to take part in the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Yeah,
2: it passed me. Carmel, thank you very much, Carmel. In case you might be saying things you shouldn't be saying, Carmel, the whole countryside listening to you, (laughs) Carmel. Now another text here with... uh, with regard to tidy towns and other voluntary groups in towns there is unfortunately a lack of communication between the groups and with the county council we work better and get better results when we listen to each other and cooperate red key listener that's the tidy towns again as i said looking at tom it tells me not to be mentioned Place, but westport was another place it'll dazzle you with flowers as well absolutely yeah carmel you were telling us there above trough park you're going there you?
3: I'm I am going I'm going to the festival. It, there's um the Eid al Aha Festival is taking place there this summer. The
0: festival of Eid
3: is. anyway, that's sort O of, you know more than I do. There will no animal be slaughtered within Croke Park and nor will any food be consumed as part of the festival.
4: That makes a change.
3: <laughs> how many how many people are expected? It's well what it says. Was that no food or drink would be taking place in Croke Park due to social distancing? It is an it is an event in which there will be prayers and speeches, and that's it. It doesn't actually say how many are going to it, but.
2: But it seems to be a very large number, seems to need
3: to.
4: I, I'm sure that they'll have to work within the guidelines. I mean, there there, been there been are very strict guidelines as yeah. regards um, they'll large gatherings. not have
0: recommended large halls anyway after today, so. 100 people. Are, be 900 as well.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. 500 people are expected to attend the event yeah, in a stadium ahead. that can hold 82,000
2: Is that part of the ethos of the yeah. GA? is it?
3: Well, I suppose you're talking about social inclusion. Do you know why, if it was the Pope, do you know if it was the Pope, it would be given... But he didn't first. get in there, did he? No, but, do you know, it would be given... There was some of the some of the ceremonies were on there It was oh, yeah, no soccer sermon, and rugby
2: yeah. I think and yeah. many a misfortune that g- g- gave up hurling completely because How Did I
3: hear you mention the word soccer out of your mouth oh my god
2: mm, Yeah and we better not forget Con anyhow. You know. Michael speak, talk about there while I'm looking at, uh, at do, Look, someone from Con I want to read it before I some, read someone, it
4: before I call it out Someone raised about uh, Jack Charlton Yes, so yes, yes as, as Mayor I opened an online book of condolence on the council website yesterday that's currently live so if people want to convey their sympathies to the family and friends and supporters of Jack Charlton they can do so by logging on to Limerick.ie and they'll find the book of condolence there I suppose Jack Charlton, he, he's a legend in Ireland for for, legend, for what for he a did for, for uh, nation. soccer and the whole nation back in the, the 90s. So I think it was the right thing to do.
3: Oh, I, I would
0: 100% agree with you. Okay, Tom, have you went
4: to say? You usually have something
0: to say, Tom? Well, I think we're going completely overboard on Jack Charlton. We'll pay for what he's doing, number one. And, uh, you know, this thing is going on, they're putting up a statue to him now. That's been great. I mean, like, I, I remember the era well because it was uh, when we had the Limit team in the, in, in the 90s, that's when that's when he was at his prime, the World Cup was going on and all those. I mean, and I, I thought that the whole thing was, was totally overboard. The Limit Hull has brought as many people to, I mean, to being used in Jack Ch- Charlton. And Tom Ryan was managing him, and he got sacked and asked 20 questions. Jack Shelton was nearly president of Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, Tom I Ryan's d- d- you know, the Tom problem
2: was he won the league, and when he won the league in Ennis, then he was sacked. So, so Carlson, maybe if you hadn't won it, you might
0: have been left alone. No, it came with nothing, like, only, only celebrating all over the world. And, you know, let's be fair about won it. won a couple of matches. They won a few matches. Yeah, sure, but I, I, t-
3: I think they showed um, a whole generation. <laughs> of what and like I'd be from a GA background but I remember the excitement in the children and that they were on the world stage and Ireland were part of it I think it was good for the country forget about hurling yes, soccer I, I or think, I anything think, else I think for the country I think, the think country, that's the main thing it was I very good was for good. the pubs as well yeah, it was it it gave everybody a lift we took Emma was actually going to hospital in Dublin for the the day of the homecoming up to Temple Street for an operation. But my husband stayed above and took Anthony to the homecoming, a small little fella. And um, the excitement, like, and he still remembers being on the railing of the homecoming. But that night in Temple Street, they had so many injuries of children that were left sitting on cars and this, that and the other. But, like, it was more... It was an Irish thing. It wasn't politically correct. Children were out on the road and the streets and... There was great fun in Dublin that night, and if I'm, I know was Nelson Mandela released the same day, or did he come to Ireland the same time? There was something, there was some connection with Nelson Mandela. Well,
4: Caramel, I, I suppose it was akin to September 2018 when we brought was, the Liam McCarthy you know, back to anyway. like
3: It gave youngsters that generation, my son, he's 38 this year, it it gave his generation a chance to be like youngsters in England, like youngsters all over the world. It was
0: magic. Yeah, but there was no idea. Yeah, I understand this. Hey, Tom, will try, you stop? Them. And try to uh, no, no, stay in time. But I think, I think they're going overboard about it, no? Like, I mean, that's just you know I mean putting up statues to Jack like Charlton you know what I mean
2: nope, yes. and 10 pages 10 page sub- 10 well page supplement, supplement, page supplement in the news yeah, yeah that's now that's 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 a few that's more that's a few more here now since uh, uh, I'm getting nervous here Mr. somebody is looking in front of me Concrement called congratulations to Glen Development Association for standing up to Limerick County Council who want to do away with 50 car parking spaces on, in Main Street Glen
4: you're familiar with that. I am. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there was a public realm plan for Glynn, Yeah. Much akin to what we're doing in Castle West. Yeah. And the council were proposing to change the whole layout of the main street. Jesus, and take Ma- Jesus, Mary, <laughs> and take away, take away lots of car parking spaces. I, I don't think it's exactly fifty, but um, Con is, has his finger on the pulse, all right. Um, so there's a lot of resistance, obviously, from the businesses of. Well, now, Mike, I,
2: I mentioned Lynn, and I'm sure both of Carmel and Tom are familiar with Lynn. I think it's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful town, and the layout of it. I, I absolutely, I, I walked it actually one day last week around the whole square and around the town and up. By the, 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 a big walk in Glen, I think it, it's a beautiful layout of a town. It should be promoted a lot better as a tourist attraction. As you come down the wide Street, beautiful old buildings, nicely kept, all well painted. Have you been there, Tom? The the yeah. Absolutely Glen, beautiful place. And I, I think it would be horrendous to go
4: changing the, the, the layout of that town. A well, village, what were they going to do the Glen? The plan was to change the aesthetics of the main street and, and put, put in, in put in, in a, a tree lines down to the uh, both sides of the street as well. Change the parking layout, um, which would take away car parking spaces. But their their main reason was to make it more aesthetically pleasing.
2: Well, I think it couldn't be more pleasing. Well, had than they, a, it is. Yeah. You
4: know, had, they, had the people have done in the village itself. Had they, oh yeah, had we had. Any input into I, I was present for some of the yeah. public consultations, so you know they have sent a clear message to the council.
3: Yeah. You see, I remember as a child, it was our big day out in the year to go to Glynn for the fair day because our relations, our grandparents and great-grandparents lived in Glyn. And the buzz in Glynn mm-hmm. for the fair day and, like, they're trying to revive it still that. there. I've, I've been... Yeah, but, you know, they're trying to the revive it, years, And yeah. Will this hinder it or would it help it?
4: Um, well, it's quite a large space. The main street is very, very wide, so...
3: Why, why put in trees that will have to be knocked again in 20 years?
4: Well... I don't know. I'm not a horticulturist. So I don't know. We left with taking in we'll, twenty we'll years. We'll, I, I don't know anyway, what species. When I go
2: through Glynn, it, it makes me feel good. I think it's an absolutely beautiful place the way it is. But we have this this awful habit of we built the buildings and things while ago. They can't leave. Some people alone. The Catholic church. We had beautiful churches. We had beautiful altar rails. We had wonderful. St- gates, stone walls, high piers they knocked the whole lot, they took away beautiful old fountains, they ruined the churches, they made them look like that some reckless behaviour John from Tempered Lantern, Michael Collins sorry, I'll read them all folks here's one for you Michael John from Tempered Lantern Michael Collins parks up in the footpath outside his office every day,
4: he should lead by example, pause That's that's private car parking with, with my building uh, it's down the footpath and it's inside the footpath it's inside the footpath it's it's a private car parking
2: space but Um, i i I know once upon a time a, a traffic warden gave a person a ticket for being parked in that spot well they can't
4: because it's private property but he did Okay. It well, it, be, it wouldn't stand up. No, it, it, it doesn't stand up. I so agree. I, I'm glad, sorry, I'm glad that has been raised because uh, <laughs> during the general election, uh, somebody sent in a photograph of me standing by my car in, in the private car parking spot and said that I was illegally parked in a public place so I'm glad to inform them that no it's a p- it's a private it reminds part, me also yeah. in Okfirna
2: I put up a gate there some years ago saying uh, we just had a gate up and no cars beyond this point so I was feeding cattle two miles over the hill where I have a bit of land and nuts in the back of the car and I got stopped by three or four people abusing me for driving through there did you not see the sign behind so mm. something like yourself yes this is very hard to to get out of that one really to explain to people. I agree, someone agrees with you, Tom. I agree with Tom Ryan with regard to parking disks. I was once giving a parking fine because I didn't scratch out zero zero on the minute line. I parked on the hour. I haven't gone into the city centre since. I think the person put zero zero and they hadn't ticked the zero one and they were only there twenty minutes or half an hour and the parking guy gave them a ticket because they hadn't put zero. He indicated that they were coming from 11 o'clock to 12 rather than
4: 12.01 for the next Pat, Pat we, we always look, as councillors, we look for discretion, you know, that same as the guards or anybody in, in, in high office like that. They would give a bit of discretion. Uh, there is an appeals procedure if a, if a person gets a parking fine and they feel hard done by. There is an appeals process. So people don't actually know that
2: I'm, glad you, kind of I'm glad you raised the appeal. I used to piece on 95 Radio once upon a time, and I parked my van in the Loden Bay, opposite 95 Radio Station. On a Saturday morning, it's half past seven, the program is run from half seven to ten. And when I came out, I couldn't believe my eyes. I had a parking ticket and the van parked in the Loden Bay. And I had a property for sale nearby also at the time, which I didn't use that when I was putting up a sign or something. But I got on to John, the city guy there. He's out in the treaty area of the city. John, what's his name? Don't know if that's... John that. Gilligan. John Gilligan, yeah. I had dealings with him, and he wrote in about it and the whole lot, but that there I was there so forth. And... I got a summons. I didn't pay, of course, and I got a summons and went to court in the traffic warden. He, he, they even said to John Gilligan that I was there all night, which was a very insulting thing, Tom, because in the dock road, insinuating I was there all night in the dock road <laughs> God, it I mean, was making it,
0: bothered making it even worse
2: again. <laughs> yeah. but, but you
0: see, this is the point, Pat, <laughs> I mean, um, that, that Michael is, is making, you see. You see, they the, the sapphire water uh, is he, he is actually representing the sea That's his sister uh, uniform and discretion is not there there's no other now as the mayor, you know, I mean he, Michael, and every council may say, well, there should be this, there should be but there isn't, simply that these people are going around like cowboys. And no, combine at all no, You be. know, they have combined but, but are, they on a, are they on a salary or are they on commission you wonder, why like there's, a, you know, like, and that is a fact, and it's not been, it's all been talked about, but there's nothing actually ever been done about it as such, so the people that are over them, the management in that Area, you see, they, they're the people that are responsible for the behaviour of their workers, of their wardens, and you know, so, I mean, mightle is representing re, representing the public, mm-hmm. but the people in the management system and the engineers or whatever, whatever department, the traffic department or however it's been run, it, it's they're showing very, very poor poor policy anyway, you know, because driving people around the city is is not, is not good. Anyway, and and that's what that's what's happening. Over simple technicalities like that and even the overzealous like I mean use of the of the warden like your desk.
2: I feel, Carmen with this COVID thing now, that I, and Michael and Tom, I think that, that, that there's a huge mind change now about local shopping, local shops, as against the way they were pushing people into the shopping centres and that kind of thing. British traffic there,
3: wardens there is, and I, all I I that. Th- 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 I think it's a chance for local shops to excel, you know,
0: and to make make people want to want to use them more. But people have to do it. did you? When the public themselves, the public, the people? You know, even the online shopper now is going to, it's going to, it's going to be a, a very serious situation going forward again. You know, I mean, people aren't, aren't I mean, the, the traders are not being there, they won't be able to compete against these huge billionaires, whatever we call them now, that are running I mean, I them.
3: Um, I think if you give the service, you'll get the customers. Mm-hmm. But it's Michael, um, uh, I've gone to three. Local companies do three different jobs, right, since the lockdown. Three jobs I needed to get done, and none of them have come back to me.
0: None of them, you
3: know, whereas if I picked someone randomly off the golden pages, we'll say, or off the internet, you can ring them up and you can say...
2: Was Michael there seems to be a change EU? now we weren't allowed to say by Irish as far as I know because of EU regulations or whatever my friend Tom there in the EU and time is up now he doesn't get time to come back he'll so have to hold it next week but you couldn't say by Irish and all this stuff but that down
4: now the council themselves are recommending you to by local in this kind of two important things there right um, if I can get them in quickly and it's in relation to what Tom said and Cameron as well we need to buy locally, we need to shop local, we need to promote local as well. The council have two grants currently. There's a trading online voucher for businesses that don't currently have an online presence. So there's a grant for that, uh, up to two and a half thousand euro. go online? To go online. There's also a restart grant and we we started that re-advertising again yesterday to the council i was involved myself as mayor uh, there's a restart grant um, up to 10000 euro if you're a ratepayer in the county you can apply for this restart grant and uh, you get a portion of it back. Every, ra- every ratepayer is entitled to, to it's claim that. It's is it's available team. for auctioneers? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you think auctioneers need 10000 to restart? No, no, it's, it's, rela- it's in relation to the amount of rates you pay. Yeah. But not enough people know about it. Uh, so we're promote- the council are promoting it, I'm promoting it. Any ratepayer out there that pays rates can apply for this restart grant.
2: Folks, it's 11 o'clock, time is up. But I just this, like just, just been before been... you say it, Tom, yeah, this yeah, programme yeah. is available on all podcasts cast platforms, yes Tom.
0: Again I'd like to congratulate Michael and I'd asked him as a special uh, favour so that, that he would give a mail reception to Polly Fitzpatrick, a native of Limerick, ninety two years of age, has has given her life and her family to to writing and to supporting Limerick and in and I'd like to see her on us. In some way like that, and I hope that uh, I, I will ask him here tonight to consider that.
4: And I completely in with that, indeed. You can consider that as being done. I'll talk to you about her, Tom, yeah. off here. Well, she's a wonderful lady. She's 92,
2: and she does a lot of poetry. and She's in text messages here as long as my arm, and does not a error of spelling or anything. An absolutely she's gem of a lady, yeah. and she's full of life, as you can see from those text messages 92. And of course, she sends a special kiss to Tom and sends him home. Happy every Wednesday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, folks, our sincere thanks to you for probably what, without a doubt, was a record number of text messages. We didn't get to them all, so our apologies for those who we didn't get to. And, again, our sincere thanks to Jason, of course, who does a fantastic job here on the phones and on the email machine, and also to Carmel Ryan coming from Esquiton, and Mayor Michael Collins, wonderful having you here tonight. Thanks. And hopefully, I hope we didn't upset you or offend you in any way. because Not in we are, so no, we are noted for that, at least some politicians and make out we do anyway and to the one and only Tom Ryan again uh, the ever reliable without his teeth (laughs) (laughs) oh look at that you didn't lose more than that and listeners until next week take care and of course the virus folks is very very much there so we would advise you even be more careful than you have been in the past because people are getting a little bit careless not as careful as they would be or should be so take care until next
1: week 102 fm you've just been listening to the podcast of county views as broadcast on the 15th of july 2020 from 9 30 to 11 p.m on west Limwick 102 fm michael collins and carmel ryan joint Pat o'donovan and tom ryan for the discussion county views is brought to you by tynan o'donovan solicitors limerick and newcastle west for all your legal requirements phone 61 061- Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie